My partner used to say I used to do TTT when I when I meet a girl. TTT. Some I could hang up. They said I did too much. So I said I did too much too soon too often. Okay. TTT. All right. <laughs> You're doing too much. You're doing too much, right? But with a client, you don't want to do too much too soon too often. Okay. And with a girl, you don't want to do too much too soon too often. Mm -hmm. Because if you start their first date at Ruth Chris, you got to maintain. You got to maintain yeah. it, right? So if you get a client that say, hey, I need X, Y, Z, instead of just the burger, offer the fry. I don't offer two burgers. Just offer a little bit more. Yeah. Next time, offer a burger. Next time, offer the milkshake. Because that client will get bored just like that girl. Yeah. You know, first day, take her to Starbucks. You know what I'm saying? Next day, take her somewhere else. A little bit, you know, a little bit high. But cultivate and date your clients to make sure you develop their relationship. What's going on, y'all? Kelvin Woods with the Equity Tap. Listen, I'm excited. We're back with another episode with my good friend, Sam Nelson. Uh, we're going to be talking about what our goals are this year. We're going to be talking about some of the things that we're working on as entrepreneurs. Uh, I'm excited to hear your background, man, hear your story, share some of the tips and tricks uh, that you've been utilizing to uh, land some of these huge accounts you've been telling me about, man. But the goal of the Equity Tap is to raise your business IQ. If you're an entrepreneur, uh, if you're just getting started, if this is a startup for you, if you've been in business for a few years and you're trying to figure out how do you go to that next level, well, what our goal is to help you raise your mentality, help you raise your business IQ so that you can tap into your full equity. With that being said, introduce my good brother, Sam, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah, I like So tell us about you, man. What's your background? Well, I'm Samuel Nelson, born and raised in Orange Mound, Bethel Grove area. Uh, went to Bethel Grove Elementary, went to Sherwood, they ended up at White Station. Uh, before then, I was the guy cutting yards for $20 a yard, borrowed it from my auntie. Uh, I started bootlegging CDs and stuff like this. So I was the guy that I was trying to make some money. Yeah. Uh, and then I started making a little money more because we was getting material from uh, China. So we had a lady that can sew shoes and she can sew clothes. Okay. We were paying $20 for a yard of Gucci, Chanel, Fendi, the real feeling fabric. I mean, we had had a lady, yeah, then we had a lady selling them and uh, she can sew it on you or we'll teach you how to cut it and you can just put it on your shoes. So it came from Nelly and Master P. <laughs> you know, they had the Gucci Nikes on and all that back in the day. So we could see the material. I was paying it for 20 and I was selling it for $100 a yard. So we did that. I sold so much, I had to pay for college with wow. that money. Yeah. Just do sell selling the Gucci material for the people to shit. Bro, I remember that. That had to be like what, two thousand four, two thousand five? No, nah, it was later than that. I graduated oh two. It was my senior year, so it was like oh one, oh two. Okay. All right. It was earlier. Though. It was earlier, I mean. Yeah, yeah, I remember that wave of people just putting all type of material. So you started selling, man, in high school. Was that your first experience at sales? That was it. And I fell in love with well, I actually fell in love cutting the yard. So my first thing I cut yards, I was breaking yards, and I made enough money to buy my mom uh, a Mother's Day gift. Okay. And then from there, I'm like, I have to make my own money. And I didn't, I never liked asking folks for money. Yeah. Because they're either like, we ain't got it, or you got to do so. I'm like, man, you got your own money. And what I did, I took, uh, you remember those floor model TVs that had the screws? They had the screws in it. Took the back out of it, put the money in the CD spools, and stuck it back there. So I had a spool of ones. Fives, tens, twenties, hundreds. That's crazy. What the whole uh, spool for? Oh, but I had, bro, uh, my mom would tell people to this day, my senior year, 
I woke up for Christmas and I just handed out hundred dollar bills. Well, and Sean, on Christmas list. <laughs> now, was Christmas in a few days, man. So I make sure I come over to your house, Bruh, I got. <laughs> she told me when I got older, my daddy went in the room and cried because he gave all his money to my mom to buy us something for Christmas. Mm. And he didn't realize that, you know, because I would never, you know me, bro, I yeah. flash. For sure. Well, you know, and I tell people I got the largest massage company in the world. I mean, not we're in, in, in the South, and they look at me like, because I don't wear such a thing or do such a such, such. I'm like, bro, stay low key. I always say this, stay low key. If you leave a person three fours of ID, they still wouldn't know you. Everybody don't need to know everything you're doing sure. and how you're sticking the move. But back to this, so I, I fell in love with, with, with making money. And then I uh, became, uh, I went to school for biochemical engineering, didn't finish that, went to my sophomore year, saw something on the TV, and it was a guy said he was a massage therapist. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you, how you ever looked at a person, you can realize that I can out-hustle him. Like, if he can do it, I can yeah, do it. Yeah, like, for sure. That's how I felt. Uh-huh. That's how I realized, like, <laughs> if he can do that, as a black guy, now, now that I'm old, I realized that I saw myself, I saw somebody black. Sure. You know, now, and I, and I tell people about it, because if you see a black kid and seeing a black person doing this, I'm like, well, I can do that. Yeah. But looking at him, I'm like, he don't got that much of a hustle. Yeah, yeah. So being from Orange Brown, never had a massage. Now I got into the massage field, didn't know how to sell it, didn't know nothing health-wise, didn't know how much money I could make off of it, really. I just know he said he was booked for the next six months. Did you meet him personally or you just saw him? I just saw it. Okay. That's the thing about me, bro. If I see some. And I really get motivated. Say, for instance, I tell people you sound crazy, but we go outside right now. Mm-hmm. Twenty people flying, not without a car. Like they just learn how to fly. Yeah. And if I really wanted to learn how to fly, to figure it out. Give me about a week. I was figure out. I'm gonna start seven courses on how to fly. But uh, from there, got <laughs> I got into massage, and, and basically. What you're doing is what how I did, and now that I read books about rich dad poor dad, I had a leverage. But sure. everybody I knew that owned a business, bro, the money I hustled up, mm-hmm. I said, hey, "Can I take you to lunch?" Yeah, pick their brain, and you learn from everybody. And I just yeah. took that. Uh, then I got a couple of corporate contracts, and uh, I learned that. Uh, so I was thrown by working at UPS when I turned well, right out of high school. Went to UPS. I was still selling little CDs. I stopped hustling. Like uh, I'm also a minister. Okay. I might not sound like a minister all the time, <laughs> but but I realized that I could either be cared by twelve or judged by. I mean, judged by six or cared by twelve. What they say for sure. For because I had a dude pull a gun on me when I was selling uh, CDs and all that. Because I was making good money. I bought a yeah. Delta eighty five Oldsmobile. Bought uh, got a Pinto. I mean a Peugeot. Getting my mom a thousand for her Lincoln. So, like you stopped, uh, it stopped, you stopped uh, taking your own advice. No, 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 it wasn't that. It was, he, he was <laughs> hustling and I was hustling. And to me, it was a hustle of cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he saw I was making a little bit more money than him. And that's one reason I don't really go into business with people know that mm-hmm. night. Because one person saw, you know, so, but long story short, had to uh, look issue. And I was like, then you know, I thought we were cool, such and such, but it made me pull up. Yeah. On hustling like that, then I had to get a real job. Bro, when I got a real job, you really don't know how much money you was making hustling until you get a real job and like, this eight dollars out? Come on, yeah, this man. Like- <laughs> it's, it's definitely a different mindset, you know. 
if you up <laughs> if you up high in corporate, then it's a little bit different. But, right. You know what I'm saying? For just the average entry level position, it can be very tough to sustain. One fifty a week, one nothing. Yeah, yeah. They, we make a one fifty, one seventy five a week. Throwing boxes. Throwing boxes. Physical life. Physical life. Yeah. But yeah. in that, in that, in that. So this is one thing about, like I said, uh, I think I told you before. Always hustle uh, and keep your bills low. Like you only make five hundred dollars a week. Mm -hmm. Bro, I was helping folks cash their checks. So, cause I I came up, I stacked my money up to like fifteen hundred, two thousand. I'm eighteen, cause I ain't paid for nothing. Yeah. So I had my car. I, I paid, bought the car from my mom in cash. I had a phone bill, and I ain't go nowhere. I was just stacking my money, cause I got to figure out for sure. the next hustle. So, so they would get their checks, and they would literally stand in line to come see you. My my boy was doing it, so I didn't understand. But I always been a middleman, so I like he'll help me. He'll throw me some if I bring some people to cash and checks and nothing lit. And then I showed them how to get a bank account. I'm like, bro, why y'all? And I ain't want to hate on them, man. But I'm like, bro, you know you just get a bank account. For sure. And push them. Let me ask you this, man. Uh, I think it's interesting to hear, you know what I'm saying, the hustle side. Mm -hmm. And we both come from the same neighborhood. So I can relate, you know what I'm saying, to that rough, gritty grind and hustle. <laughs> but at some point, you have to refine yourself. You got to pivot. You got to start pivot. attracting bigger companies. Yeah. And you've done it. Right. You have a conversation, you know what I'm saying, that we can relate on the level in which we Right, know. right, right. But I also have witnessed you in these corporate settings, you know what I'm saying, and it's just a completely different hat. Yeah. What was that mindset shift? What, what did that look like? Did they come natural? Did you have to read? Like, what it's, did that transformation look like for you? Mimicking greatness? Bro, yeah. what I did, so... I just got off the phone two hours ago with a guy. If you was born in 1983 mm -hmm. and to now, you should never be broke. Why, why would you say that? The internet has everything you broke. You can go on YouTube. It's 1983 to now. Because the internet ran the boom in the 90s. Yeah. Right. It's some kids born right now that do not know what slow down internet. The AON, you know, all that down. So the internet picked up in the 2000s. My money came out if I didn't know how to broker deals over the internet with other massage therapists. I'm gonna get back around y'all what I do, but uh, <laughs> but but to to get those bigger contracts. So now I own a nationwide massage company with 500 therapists. My first contract, I would never forget this, y'all. It's still the same go getter mentality. Yeah, I bro, I I I didn't know what an elevator speech was, mm -hmm. but I fine tuned. My presentation. Because yeah. if you look like money, they'll give it to you. For sure. And I tell everybody, make your money like bees. It, it is. Yeah. But, but make your money like bees make honey, which means that bees would naturally get up and go make some honey. You don't got to tell a bee to go make some honey. Yeah, that's how right. I work a bee. The work would be right. Yeah. You don't need to tell Sammy B. Nails and go talk. I naturally talk to people. <laughs> this is what I do. Yeah. So I went and put on a tan suit. You should, uh, side note. Never put her on a tan shoot to do a presentation. I always had a little <laughs> black charcoal navy, navy suit or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So I put on a power suit. Right. I put on a tan suit, white shirt, and a gold tie. <laughs> I went down to Morgan Keegan, didn't know nobody. Yeah. I had a flip chart PowerPoint presentation I printed off. Mm -hmm. It said, save money, reduce stress, improve productivity in the workplace. A self pitch I came up yep. with. I said, hey. That was your value proposition. That was my back. Right. And I said, hey, let me give you two days of free massage. You should never do that, but it gets you in the door. I, you know what, man? As an entrepreneur, so I ran when I was running my t-shirt company. Uh, in the foundational years, I gave away a lot of stuff. You give away, and I'm gonna tell you a little secret that I used to use, man. 
I used to set aside every quarter a portion of my proceeds that I would want to donate. Mm -hmm. uh, or what I would do is every quarter I would find an organization that I wanted to do business with right. and I would donate T-shirts to them. That's because good. that was my way. Of That's how you get yeah. in. Right. So my way, same principle, but it's biblical. Let's go back to the Bible. The Bible says if you can only touch the hem of his glove, so she can only just get in there a little bit. Yeah. My thing is if I can just get in there a little bit, God will do the rest of it. For sure. And that's what I used to do. So I gave, instead of giving away two days now, mm -hmm. I do a free hour or okay. a free two hour. Or you got, like you said, a non-profit. Let me discount the rate or something like that. Absolutely. And then the other thing, everybody liked to eat. Mm -hmm. I bet you didn't know this, bro. I had custom chocolate, uh, chocolate strawberries for every client. When I first meet a client, oh, you rolled out the red carpet. Bro, if you if you date you your class today, it's different. Like no, you you date the class. So there was a general pitch. Like any woman wanted a drink yeah. is a food, mm -hmm. but once you realize and you can capture more data, if I know you was the CEO of FedEx and you a Tigers fan, okay. I ain't gonna take you to learn. I'm gonna buy you something from the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to get you some season tickets. So you do your research and you sell based off of data. Everything is data. If dating is dead. Okay. What I tell people, dating a girl is just like dating your client. Okay. You listen to what they want. You collect the data. You you take them to nice restaurants. You see the glitz and the glamour. And then you ask them for some money. So, man, that's 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 gold you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i can definitely see that because i've applied a lot of those principles may not have worded it the same way but let me ask you this man so we're talking to uh startup entrepreneurs entrepreneurs mm -hmm. that have been in business for a few years right. and some of these concepts seem to have come natural to you mm -hmm. now me i was more of an introvert when i went to school i went to school for art right so right, right, right. the art department is on the farthest end of the cabinet and it's quiet yeah 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 we right right so for me i literally had to go through an intense transformation in right. order to be you know what I'm saying? Consider an entrepreneur or somebody who wanted to go in business for himself. Mm -hmm. So I knew what that journey looked like for me. You know what I'm saying? But talking to like a new entrepreneur that maybe not have the same personality, right. but they want to get into, you know, their own business. They want to start selling. They want to see mm -hmm. success. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What are some of those transformations? What are some books? What are some advice you can kind of give them to help them out? Well, you have to sell to being a salesman or a business owner. Uh, or great, or being great itself, you have to find your strength. Mm -hmm. So, like you pointed out, my strength is a gift of gab to cultivate relationships to make people feel comfortable. That's not everybody's strength. Your strength is finding that that art, that fine tune. Uh, uh, this looks unique in having a conversation about sure. that, or uh, uh, your presentation. You always look like you were successful, so yeah. people gravitate to you. And that's one thing I can tell you. If you cook a steak in front of a person, you cook two steaks. One of them you'll put on top of a garbage can lid, and the other one you're going to put off a plate. Mm -hmm. The one people going to eat is the one from the plate. Absolutely. So it, it, it's, it's Nothing's a, different about the steak. Nothing's different. This is all the presentation. And what I tell entrepreneurs, the thank you till you make it is a bad thing to say, but it's the truth <laughs> because people want to deal with people that are successful. Think about when you go outside and there's a crowd around somebody. It's the same thing. Why is everybody crowded around this spot? Yeah. And once you get into this spot, it's just a hole. You're like, what are they looking in the hole? But you didn't know. You just saw it was popular. Yeah. There's somebody in a group of people was looking and you couldn't see what it was. Yeah. So you was curious on the popularity of these things and you look and it wasn't really nothing. 
Oh man, you said something that was in uh, that was interesting there. Uh, you said that your personality is what you use, but everybody has different strengths. Different strengths. But I think in this social media world, man, it's so easy to fake it till you make it. It's so easy mm-hmm. to look at other people and see what they're doing and trying to mimic them. That sometimes you lose that original, you know, what I'm saying thing that makes you who you are. Right. So. How do you, you may not have an answer to this. I'm just curious, your perspective on how does people find their raw, authentic selves and then take that into the market to be able to generate wealth? Well, you again, it goes back to what are you, if you're a writer, that's your thing. Learn how to write better uh, captions or uh, go through emails. Or, and then the other thing is is uh, hiring out what you're not good at. I'm not the group. I can talk all day, but I'm not going to write a five paragraph essay. That's yeah. not my <laughs> strength, you know, because I voice talk a lot or I'm not going to sit there and go through the commas and the periods and all that. But I also learn through listening. I listen to a lot of lectures. I call, you know, talk to people and learn and I take that and, and, and regurgitate it back out in the conversation. But you got some people that are great writers. Uh, great uh, at organizing. Uh, so you have to, the book E-Myth, uh, there are people that are entrepreneurs which are good thinkers and dreamers. You got people that's an organizer, which is the office manager. And then you got technicians, people that actually apply. But you have to figure out which one you are. Are you the technician? Do you just want to be like Kelvin and put the headphones on and draw and have somebody else sell it for you? For sure. Or do you want to be the person that don't, not going to draw, ain't going to go sell nothing. You just want to be in the back to make sure the data, you putting the systems together. Yeah. You making sure the website running. You make sure the books are paid. You make sure... So you got to figure out what you're good at and then sell that yeah. because you got people that only sell systems. I was on a call uh, earlier today trying to fine tune my back end system and this person only do that. Yeah. This person sits systems and figure out, yeah. right, figure out systems. So you got to figure out you first. You, you can't sell anything if you don't know how you feel about selling whatever it is. Yeah. You know, I can sell white to rice because I'm comfortable with selling. I can cultivate the strength, right. But, and, and I don't want to talk too much, but now the guy know. I was talking to, think about this, man, an uh, apple, mm-hmm. all right? Everybody out here know what an apple is. Yeah. But did you know this apple can be sold at least 10 different ways to 10 different people? Mm-hmm. Think about it, you got apple slices, all right, teenagers like that. You got apple sauce. There's kids, yeah. apple pie, family get together, apple juice right out the school. It's an apple, my guy. But you the same product you're gonna sold in about four different ways already. Yeah, and see, that's the entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? Side of it, you find a problem in the marketplace and then you create a solution. Right. So if people are looking, kids are looking for a healthy snack, but all you have is apples. How do you create a solution? Solution to their problem. Maybe we'll wind back in your story because I'm 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 curious about you know what I'm saying why massage. And I know for me in my business there was a point where I was like, okay, yeah, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is gonna do what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. What was that point for you? What was like that pivotal moment that you was like, yeah, I got Bro, it. I, uh, it's nobody never asked me that because I'm just. You know, my mama, I'm at my core, I am a businessman. Yeah. But if it was, it, it was different, it feel like something I can easily get into. And I like connecting and touching the people. Uh, uh, that was really nice. My first guy I massage had Parkinson. Never forget that. Mm. Massaged him, did uh, one session. He stopped shaking for 20 minutes. 
Wow. Then what is it massage is very, very powerful. Uh and, and you can get a lot of money off massage. <laughs> you can make if you Google it right now, y'all, the top two things in the United States, part time job, nursing. Number two is massage therapy. Wow, I would have never knew that. Bro, you can make a killing. I would have never put massage on the list, to be Bruh, honest with you. Think about this. Massage is a luxury and a health benefit okay. at the same time. Absolutely. The health industry is a trillion-dollar industry. And it's right? continuing to increase. Physical therapy, <laughs> occupational therapy, geriatric therapy, foundation is massage. Oh, okay. wow. You're making cute Lipo 360, lymphatic drainage, massage. Chemo, lymphatic drainage, massage. Wow. Same thing. Luxury and necessary. Yeah. Massage. And then it's the only industry that really cannot be replicated by a machine. You cannot replicate a human touch. Yeah. I've said I've said in massage chairs. It don't feel nothing like mm, you getting a record. Nowhere close. Yeah, but then some of them are good, but nowhere close to letting a human do it for sure. And 85% of massage therapists are women. Mm-hmm. Only 2% are African-American in the industry as a whole. Okay. It's a killing. Yeah. It's not that many black people doing massage. <laughs> it's a lot, but not to the point where I am. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm broke. Like, I do Gerber Food, Johnson & Johnson, Signal, United Healthcare. Uh, you name it just about we've brokered the deal with them. And now that my company has grown, we awfully... MOTG uh, well-being, we offer personal training, we offer uh, uh, nutritionists, mental health coaching, chiropractic care, massage therapy. Yeah. We cultivate a whole wellness being, but it's also being that guy that's always analyzing and like, how can I take my business to the next level? You gotta be that way. Right, and how to develop systems of back-end structure. So to answer your question initially, and I don't think I did, but how do I pivot from a street hustler to a businessman is to see the opportunity of to being a businessman yeah. too. Because I can't come up to you and hit you, man, bro, you know what I'm saying? I can't do that. Yeah. When that's time for me to talk, my whole octave change. Yeah. When you heard people call me, I'm like, hey, this is Samuel Nelson with <laughs> Massage on the Go. How can I help you? A certain group of people in this world like to sing when they talk. Mm-hmm. So you mimic. That's why I said, you too? I listen to Martin, I have listened to every Martin Luther King speech, mm-hmm. every Malcolm X speech, uh, the guy that voiced uh, Simba, okay. off of, I can't James, think of it, James, listen to his speech. I listen to uh, a lot of the president's speeches. I listen to sales speeches. Like, I listen to how people talk. Yeah. And then I start, bro, and it's going to be a, a nerd in my mouth, so like you doubt it. But every, cult, every continent, uh, um, uh, Asia, Europe, England, everybody speaks the same language. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example. United States, right? Mm-hmm. All right. People in north, um, uh, uh, up north, sound different than us, right? Yeah. But we all speak English. Yeah, for sure. All right, people in Mandarin, uh, in Chinese, they both sing the same language. Just a little different, right? Yeah, yeah. They all speak money. At the end of the day, Everybody's if you learn money. how to a little bit about this culture <laughs> and a little bit about this culture, and then it's like, you like strip all right? You like them young? I like them young. Bro, you know, every, let me tell y'all out here, eat. Diversify your palate will impress your clients. This man can tell you, I take you to restaurants and people think I just like to eat nice places. It's all in the plate. I take my clients to nice restaurants, they love it. We get a relationship. I'm embracing their culture and they're wrapping a chick for me. Man, if I can just 
<laughs> if I can just coin the type of sales you do, bro, it's an experience. Honestly, it's not a transaction. No. And I think a lot of salesmen, including myself, that's possibly where we go wrong. We mm -hmm. treat it so transactional, but we don't uh, create that experience around it. And everything you're talking about, from taking them to certain restaurants, mm -hmm. to understanding what they like, to even changing your voice, you're creating an experience. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And that's dope. Um, let me ask you, man, when you think about just the whole massage industry in general, like, mm -hmm. man, what are some of your successes, some of your accolades that you've been able to achieve? Like, Well, uh, I, I got 40 under 40. Me and you got the same thing. It was a blessing. And then from there, just working with Gerber Foods or, or certain contracts, uh, it, it allowed me to, to grow my company mm -hmm. and, and allowed me to meet a lot of people. Um, uh, and that's why I want to go massage. I, okay, when I used to do the massages, at the end I say thank you so much for allowing me to come into your personal space and yeah. give you a massage. They was like, this is the first time I ever heard something like this. Think about it. I'm in your personal space. Most people don't want to be touched. Yeah. You allow me to massage you for an hour, and then we develop a relationship. And these people will tell me I have met trillionaires. Trillionaire. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I've met people. I've met some people with a lot of money. Yeah. And the people that have different cultures and different backgrounds. And it allowed me to experience a lot and let me know that if you die without hitting your goals, you chose not to put forth the effort. Yeah. Because everybody that's rich ain't smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just consistent. Showing up, man. They just keep showing up. Gotta keep showing up. Just keep showing up. And I think that was the biggest thing for me, you know what I'm saying, through growing my business. Because it was a lot of stuff I had to learn on the go. Yeah. But the one thing that was consistent was I was going to show up. You gotta keep showing up. I was talking um, earlier about uh, luck. Man, you know, people are always saying, man, bro, you so lucky. Right. You know what I'm saying? But what people fail to realize is luck consists of two things. It consists of there has to be an opportunity, mm -hmm. but then you have to be prepared for the opportunity. Yeah. And the catalyst to it all is showing up. Mm -hmm. You are willing to show up to that networking event if you're willing to show up to that meeting and there's opportunity available and you're prepared for that opportunity, you become lucky. 52 touches, man. 52 touches, explain it. You, all right, 52. A person sees something 52 times and they're bad. Okay. Most people don't make this second phone call. Yeah. So 52 calls, 52 text messages. You've seen McDonald's sign 52 times. If you keep going to lunch and learns, uh, bars, the same thing on a regular basis, people see me, hey, that's Sam the massage guy. Brian did a massage in a long time. Yeah. But I kept oh, yeah. showing up with the massage on the ghost shirt on. And people see that's that's you, that's how it was. It's, 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 they're on a t-shirt guy. They're on a t-shirt guy. But people tell you two, three shirts. They ain't printing a t-shirt. Yeah. right. <laughs> but they they do that sales thing. Talk to ten people, three and listen, one to buy. That what they tell you. But fifty-two touches it reminds me of uh, the thirteen chambers of Shaolin. You remember that? Oh, I'm familiar with that. My, I used to love kung fu moves back in the day. Okay. Man, it talks to he went thirteen <laughs> different levels to okay. become a Shaolin warrior. Okay. But each level taught him something different. Yeah. Don't fifty-two touches is fifty-two exposures to this person. If I tell you, if I put an arch on the table right now and it's yellow, mm -hmm. what do you think it is? McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah. It has touched you 52 times, though. And then after you, you've seen that brand, you understand that brand, and you recognize, you feel comfortable with it, and that's where the relationship, that's why I'm saying that experience. Yeah. If I give you, like, 
My partner used to say I used to do TTT when I when I meet a girl. TTT. Some I could hang up. They said I did too much. So I said I did too much too soon too often. Okay. TTT. All right. <laughs> You're doing too much. You're doing too much, right? But with a client, you don't want to do too much too soon too often. Okay. And with a girl, you don't want to do too much too soon too often. Mm -hmm. Because if you start their first date at Ruth Chris, you got to maintain. You got to maintain it, right? So if you get a client that say, hey, I need X, Y, Z, instead of just the burger, offer the fry. I don't offer two burgers. Just offer a little bit more. Yeah. Next time, offer a burger. Next time, offer the milkshake. Because that client will get bored just like that girl. Yeah. You know, first day, take her to Starbucks. You know what I'm saying? Next day, take her somewhere else. A little bit, you know, a little bit high. But cultivate and date your clients to make sure you develop their relationship. And once you get into that company, and if physically can be there, um, and it's hard, I want to say this too to everybody, this hard now if you only have a business that you do online. Because you never really see the CEO. Yeah. You can look them up, but you never see them. So you can send a gift. But cold calls and, and follow-up calls is very important yeah. on those type of clients. You know what I'm saying? Follow-ups are. Man, yeah, huge. You, you've done all that work, you know what I'm saying, to get the account. You've done the business, and you don't follow up. Like, that's that don't make sense to me. You got to follow up. done. That's the easiest part. You, you got to follow up. I, um, I was reading a book um, a couple of days ago, and it talked about, it was talking about sales. Mm -hmm. And it was saying that most salespeople quit after the first no. Yeah. But it says most consumers don't say yes until they've said no five times. Yeah. So if you were just... Ask them for, you know what I'm saying, or get at least five no's, you will eventually get that yes that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. But most people are afraid and they stop selling. So it goes about back to what you're saying, that 52 touches, uh, similar, not, mm -hmm. as, not as many, you know what I'm saying, but they were saying, you got to ask at least five times. You got to keep You got to have different product offering. And they talked about the different levels of products that you can, you know what I'm saying, market as well. Right. To small to medium to large offer. Right. Just knowing how to position and package all of that up. But yeah. Bro, I sell massages. But let me tell you, my first sales pitch, the new coffee break is a chair massage. Okay. That was a sales pitch. What say that again? The new coffee break is a chair massage. Instead of you getting up, take fifteen minutes to make some coffee, uh -huh. just take fifteen minutes to make get a massage. So you guys did chair massage. Yeah, that's all okay, we do. Okay, okay. Chair massage inside the corner. I'm thinking they sit down in the in the chair. No, massage. no, no. They'll sit down in the chair, leaning forward, and the person massage their neck, back, shoulders, arms, and head. And why would you compare it to coffee? Because a coffee break, by the time you get up and walk in there to go get you a coffee, yeah. you could have sit down and had a massage. Okay. So the next the new coffee break is a chair massage. Sure. Instead of going to get a cup of coffee. That was my pitch. People like that. Yeah. Uh, we had, uh, so it's seasons. Do we do uh, a summertime and a fall? Uh, the the next pit stop is a massage. So you running these races. Yeah. They want a massage after the race. So that's how we sold a massage to them. Tax time. They're stretched out during tax time. Get a massage. Wow. Uh, divorce lawyers in the summertime. A lot of people get divorced when they get out, you know, get up oh, you, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, you got data for everything. Bro, data is there. <laughs> but divorce you, attorneys. Bro, you sell to the people <laughs> that has the high street. Yeah. Who I can't get into this day. Do you know flight Do you know flight attendants got the most stressful job? Flight attendants then lawyers. I would have never guessed. Lawyers and flight attendants have the highest suicide rate. Hmm. Flight attendants? Flight attendants. Not flight attendants. The, uh, the, the people, uh, what's the name of that? 
Not to attend it. The what people that, that sit in the box and make sure the planes don't crash. Okay. Um, Air traffic controllers. Air traffic controllers. Yeah, this is like a boring job. Bruh, that, they make a butt ton of money. Yeah. Like, and start the suicide rate. They, they, from the last time we collected data, they have to, they're required to drive an hour or hour and a half from work to decompress before they get home. Google it. They have to drive an hour. And they they got to stay an hour away so they can decompress. Why is it so stressful? I, I mean, they can die. They they literally are mapping planes flying that can't see each other. And by the time a plane see a plane, they can't touch. They just saw a crash uh, two weeks ago. They was doing loop to loops and the crane couldn't adjust. <laughs> crash to die. Everybody died on inflict. In fact, in the middle of the air. In the middle, yeah, the Texas, uh, Texas something show. So that's uh, so wow, man, yeah. So I can see what is opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity. Stress it's, makes you know. me a lot of money. For sure. People, <laughs> <laughs> if you stress, you need a massage, yeah. and then you got preventive massage. Then you got BBL post-op massages. You, get, it's a lot of going back to the Apple. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of ways to sell. It's over five hundred modalities of massage. You got cranial sacral, you got prenatal, you got geriatrics, you got sports massage, you got animal massage, you got deep tissue, you got Reiki, you got Wasu. Wasu is putting a person in the water, floating them and massaging them. Okay. You got Nero. You get, man, it's all types of ways. And do you, your company focus on all of them or you guys? We just I've heard of some of those. A lot of them I ain't never heard of. Yeah, so you have, I'm in a position to broker the deal. This is all I really do, y'all. Mm -hmm. People call me about massages. I qualified the massage therapist, set up everything, and put that person in your state. Make sure they stay up to law, uh, rules, regulations, insurance, everything. And I uh, pay them, you know, and the company pay me to keep all that cultivated. That's basically So if somebody looking to get in the massage industry, you know, fresh, uh, out of school, mm -hmm. what type of income? What's the income potential? Is is it like... <laughs> It'll cost you ten to fifteen thousand dollars to go through massage school. Mm -hmm. You can come out charging a, at least fifty five dollars an hour. Okay, at least you get to the point that now I charge a thousand dollars to talk, mm -hmm. and I charge uh, two hundred dollars if you want me to massage you personally. What do you mean a thousand dollars to talk? I talk to other massage therapists, or I talk at companies about how massage can help you. Uh, Cause we talk about carpal syndrome, sciatica, migraine headaches. Gotcha. So you got one consulting piece that goes. Yeah, consult. Yeah, yeah. Like consulting, educating. Yeah. So there's five ways you can make money off massage, y'all. You can do house calls. You can have your own office, which is brick and mortar. You can sell a, a product, uh, so it's massage oils, guns, something like that. You can do chair massages, and then you can do continued education. Uh, cause massage therapists have to have twenty five hours of mas uh, training every two years. Okay. So okay. it's I call it the five pillars of massage. Okay. Man, you know your industry, dude. Bruh. Let's <laughs> ask you this, man, and, and we'll wrap up. But uh -huh. what is the craziest story? My, I know you have. I'm right now. I got a book called The Memoirs of a Massage Therapist that'll be out, <laughs> and it's gonna be in the book. Uh, but uh, but but um, yeah. Uh. <laughs> I don't see some clean, but the crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna say I seen some crazy <laughs> stuff, but now, nah, well, one reason I asked for fifty percent. This huge company we did, I had six therapists show up, and she said she forgot to cancel. Mm. So I had to pay all these folks. Wow. So that's one reason we asked for fifty percent down. 
100% down. I'll never forget that. Uh, I had a lady break a table uh, when I first started, uh, and the lady blamed the table. I had two tables broke. Actually, I had a lady. What are they doing on the table to break one? Uh, the table only holds for 375. Okay, so it was just One person okay. capacity okay. table snap. Gotcha. Yeah, but it didn't fall completely because of the layers of leather. One lady dived on it. Yeah, she Man, I thought you about to say dive. No, no, no. She, she, I had a lady. Oh, she was excited for them or something. Yeah, yeah. We was at a school. I remember because Teach Appreciation Week and all that, but she jumped just like that on the table and it cracked. How'd you do that? Right. It'll crack. Right. Now, that's wild. Yeah. So, man, what is, um, I don't know if you care to share, but, like, what monetary-wise, like, what are some of the biggest success that you've had uh, with your massage company? Just, like I said, because we're talking to startups, we're right. talking to young entrepreneurs, people that's been in business, and sometimes they just got to believe, you know, right. what's possible. Yeah, uh, massage therapy, individually, uh, you can knock out. People say, do an eight-hour, man, your body go fall apart. Do as many massages you can. Uh, on the weekend, I used to do uh, about 20, 30 massages a weekend, uh, and you can make a, you can make good money, man. I, I charge a hundred dollars an hour. And you think I did thirty massages in a weekend? That's three grand. Three grand. grand, yeah, yeah right at three grand. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's twenty grand a, a month, bro. The government. I was young. I paid taxes, you know, things has happened, we've grown. Been seven years. Uh but uh but yeah, uh uh it, it can get good. Like 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 I but the it's about the clients you get, bro. I had one client, this lady, I had three clients that used to get a massage every day. Wow. It's, every day. It's some people that get massages every day. And you were mobile at the time. I was, you've always been I always been mobile. I had a brick and mortar, so I still got a brick and mortar downtown, but I had a client that used to get a three-hour massage twice a week, yeah, $150 an hour, right? And then I had two clients that was only $45 an hour, but they had a whole spa at their house. They just wanted me to come over and do the massages yeah. every day, five days a week. Yeah, man. So what's next for you, man? What are you thinking in the future? Well, I'm just trying to take over the world, Pinky. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I want to do a mobile day spa, both. Uh, I want to do some more with the real estate. Be dope, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm trying to oh, give me a boat, a cruise line going. I want to do some real estate, and I want to do an international uh, Airbnb. My goal is to own, my honest to God goal is to own two islands and own a house on every continent. I've been wanting to do this since I was younger, and I realized through Airbnb and Vivo. I can do it and not have to be there. But I, I just want to chase winter. I mean, chase summer. Never want to be cold. But wouldn't that be dope, bro? Hey. <laughs> That's cool, bro. Well, tell everybody, man, how they can follow you, how they connect with you if they're looking to uh, get a massage, all that good stuff. Yeah. com. That's www.massageonthegomemphis.com. 901 53600 901 725 3600 is my office number. Sam at Massage on the Go Memphis.com is my email. There's Sam at Massage on the Go Memphis. Uh, we got Facebook, Massage on the Go Memphis. Twitter, Massage on the Go Memphis. LinkedIn, Samuel B.
For sure, man. Bro, this has been a profitable conversation. I've learned a lot just sitting and listening to Thank you, man. Thank you. Some of the tactics. So I'm going to tell you just off the top, one of the things that I'm going to start implementing is just the experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whenever I'm trying to close a deal or whenever I'm engaging, you know what I'm saying, in a new deal or a prospect, I'm going to start, you know what I'm saying, incorporating more of that experience. That's the key. Thank you very much. Man, I appreciate you, homie. All right, bro. Cool. Thank you.